it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not and, uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is The Rich Eisen Show. Fresh off a breakup. And I know you. Bill, it was reported this morning that uh, you preferred to speak over the phone time when he delivered the new CG. Yeah, but yeah, no, that's not true. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Trump can't go back in here and lose this game now. Yeah, he proved that he's the one by winning the Super Bowl. That was then. This is now. Now. Earlier on the show, author of the new book, It's Better to Be Feared, Seth Wickersham, Pro Football Hall of Famer, Calvin Johnson. Coming up, lead singer of the Smashing Pumpkins, Billy Corgan. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. The uh, lead singer and songwriter of the Smashing Pumpkins and owner of uh, the National Wrestling Alliance, Billy Corgan, will be on this show in about 20 minutes' time. Just wants to chop it up, talk sports. Is there any comparison about what Brady's about to go back to Gillette of anything in music? What do you think? Hmm. Somebody who's, you know... Somebody who made all these platinum records. Yeah, who had like a bad breakup. It have to be like the like, Eagles or someone, a, a band that had a horrible, had a, bit, had a bad breakup. Don Felder, no, but and then and then and then they and then they joined another band and 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 won tone, won uh, Grammys anyway. Ooh, or, I don't know. Let me think of who. It seems like most people that get kicked out of these legendary bands just kind of fade into. You know, yeah, we should we should get on the show to ask. We should uh, legendary music producer Bruce Dickinson. <laughs> oh, oh, the yeah, Bruce right? Dickinson, Rich. You know, because he. <laughs> he, he, got just, look, he just he just puts his pant legs uh, his 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 pants on one leg at a time. Gonna need more you know, cowbell. It's just, just what he does. He just makes gold plated records. I have a cowbell. I don't know how that was that was part. By the way, <laughs> you know that cowbell is from? Yeah, the cowbell came from one of my boxes that that yes. made it from NFL Network finally to me. Gonna need more after cowbell. After being in baby. storage for ten years, there's I no think. actual bell in it though, so I've got to kind of. Yeah, but use a cowbell that. doesn't have, have a bell. I got to use. Oh my god. Rich, I was thinking the same thing as you, Rich, at the same time. It doesn't have a bell in it. What do you Chris. mean? A cowbell does not have a, a, a clapper in it. But, what it has, what do you do is you bang. bang. Oh, you bang. Yes. Oh, like but, on the outside. But in Chris's uh, defense, uh, Rich, uh, uh, a cowbell does have a bell ringer in it because you wouldn't hear it moving. Yeah. The, the cow's not carrying around a drumstick. So Chris is Thank there you, is, There's something in his, inside What he's it. saying. So he's half correct. Burn there, okay. I'm like, I have an I'm interesting sorry. music question for Billy Corgan if we have time. We, we, yeah, well, we've got time. Uh, no question about it. The time is yours. Okay, so Tom Brady has spoken today. His media availability, um, and again, big game in and of itself mm-hmm. when an all-time great who wins six championships in a spot that he leaves and then wins a championship in another spot and he's coming back. 
That's huge. That's big. And we're going to have Brett Favre on the show tomorrow. He didn't win, you know, with the Vikings. He did just miss making a Super Bowl with the Vikings, as we know. Um, you know, it's it's just there's nothing like it. He's going to set the all-time passing record in it as well. Only needs 68 yards to do it. And then on top of it, the book chronicling the entire time of Brady and Belichick together with Kraft in New England called It's Better to Be Feared is coming out. And all of the grist from that mill is being laid bare in this book. We had Seth Wickersham, the author, on in hour number one, and we had him on for, what was that, Chris, 40 minutes or so? And it was a good, all good the way to, and, and, and we could have spoken all the way to this current time two hours later. And so there's lots to ask these guys, and they don't want to answer these questions publicly, period, let alone days before this reunion game, which should be the most watched Sunday Night Football game. I, I mean, I'm sure NBC is going to get ready to welcome in maybe right. its largest audience ever to see how it all goes down. And the cameras will be trained on the field before the game. And I asked Seth Wickersham, again, the author who has been around this situation for a long time and wrote a book about it that's coming out on October 12th. What does he think is going to happen? Will they play it like a tribute video? That's normally what happens. He said that they would do it kind of to throw Brady off his game because he's not expecting it. And that's one way to sort of snap Brady out of his game. And I'm like, so you're saying they'll play a video not just because it's heartfelt, but because of gamesmanship as well? Really? And he said, Do you, have you not been around these people? And I'm like, okay. That's what Sunday night's about. So Belichick spoke Monday. Oh, he spoke Monday and WEEI. And then Tuesday. And he's done for the week. Tapped out. I think he even spoke yesterday. He's done for the week. He's not talking anymore. Brady, however, made his himself available this was his media availability for the week today here he is on the game tom brady on the big sunday night return for him to foxborough i mean he's a great coach obviously a great coach and um you know has everyone prepared does a great job of that and uh obviously i said before taught me a lot um was a great mentor for me for a long time and i really enjoyed my time in new england and um but at the same time super excited about what we've done here I got great group of coaches here, um, an amazing group of guys that you know still motivate me and inspire me to be the best I could be for this team and this organization. And um, I've just had a great the last 18 months have been um, very fulfilling in a lot of different ways, and I love my football experience here as well. So I've been very blessed. I went to high school football where I fell in love with that. I went to Michigan, which was amazing for me. Um, had its challenges, but I learned a lot. 20 years in New England was incredible. Um, I learned a lot, you know, coming out here for a year and a half, I've learned a lot. So um, I have nothing but incredible thoughts, memories, emotions towards all the kind of football experiences I've had. And that, that's obviously one that was the longest. And um, I still have a lot of great friends there, but they know I want to kick their butt this week. So <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll know exactly how I'm feeling once I'm out there. I love it. I love it. In case everyone's wondering, uh, Tom Brady is preparing to play the role of Deborah Winger in Officer and a Gentleman in a local theater <laughs> in Tampa. <laughs> wow. I don't know. That, I, I hope he's all right. I mean, yeah, he's got a, he's a little tea. How's he going to He's a little tea. Give him some, give him some tea. Oh, I yep. got some. Give him some tea. Bachman's got some. He's a, 
I got some green. The tea. Lou Duva phrase from, from that Sports Center commercial. High road, high road, but he does want to kick their butts. Oh, it's gonna be. It's so gonna be fun. This is why we're ready to watch. We're ready to watch. Oh, I'm ready to go. Let's go. Let's play tonight. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. It's it's just you know you knew he's gonna take the high road. He's just gonna take the high road, and you also knew we're not gonna let him try that, get away with it. So he was asked about what Belichick said was not true, and what Seth Wickersham in hour number one said he stands by the reporting that Belichick. And Brady, when Brady informed the Patriots that he was leaving, wanted to do it in person to Kraft and Belichick, did so with Robert Kraft, but was not afforded that opportunity by Belichick. And the reason why, we don't know. But um, they asked Tom, so you want to say goodbye to Bill in person and he wouldn't arrange for that meeting? Here's the question and answer. Uh, all those things are super personal. Um, you know, we had a great relationship. Um, I think everything was handled the right way. You know, we handled everything as gracefully as we could. Um, it was an amazing, like I said, time, and um, it was handled. It was handled perfectly. I think everyone understood, you know, where we we're at, the people involved in the situation, and um, you know, things worked out for the best for for all of us, and we're all trying to do the best we could do now it's what happens in life you know you go through these experiences you don't know what life's going to lead and I think the only thing I know how to do is give it all I can you know in every day moment and the people who really bet on me you know and and I want to do really well for them and um Jason and Bruce I think them coming into my life and you know saying hey we really want you to be here it's been an amazing thing for me so um I'm just excited to go up there and, and try to beat a really great football team. That's ultimately what this week's about. It's not about the quarterback. It's not about, you know, the fans or the home crowd or relationships of 20 years. It's about two good football teams going at it. And um, we've got we to do a great job. You know, it's going to be a huge test. Last week was a huge test. We didn't quite meet it. This is another huge test. We had to go meet the challenge. Mike, hit me with what were they really thinking right here, uh, please. What were they really thinking? Okay, here's what Tom Brady really wanted to say right here. First of all, I am not trying out for the role of Marge Simpson. This is just my voice. I don't know what's going on. I just. Secondly, Bill wouldn't get on, uh, wouldn't do a face to face, and that's exactly why. Perfect, perfect capturing why I left. I wanted to be more personal and have more of this sort of man-to-man thing. And I was still the kid who was replacing Drew Bledsoe at the very end of the day. And I'm here because I was willing to be with people who wanted to bet on me. And after 20 years, and after me proving what I think I could still do, they thought I couldn't do it anymore. And guess who didn't either? You. And you. All you thought I couldn't do this at age 43 and now at age 44. Well, most of you probably believe it now at age 44 because look what I did at age 43. Hmm. And I want to thank Jason Light and Bruce Arians for saying, come here. A lot of other people probably said, come here. But this is the place that I really liked. And... I can't wait to go up there and kick their ass all over the place. 
And I can't wait to see all my old friends that are there and all the people that I got to know and Gillette and all the people who, you know, took care of me and took care of my family, you know, and made sure that everyone was fine. And I can't wait to see the crafts and I can't wait to see everybody. And yeah, I can't wait to see Bill too, because how do you like me now for some of them? But I'll just tell you, it's about two good football teams going at it. And it really is all about winning because that's all I do care about. And that's why I had to come here because that roster wasn't going to help me win anymore anyway. Fact. But Tom won't say that. No, he won't say that. Because that's not what well, he Tom's, does. Tom's and that's classy. not what Bill will do. Yeah, and that's not what yeah. Kraft will do. And I hope they all do have a nice moment before the game on the field. And I hope there's some sort of gamesmanship in the game. Because that's what all of us in the world who like being petty want to see. <laughs> now, there's one other subject matter I want to hit, and then we'll get to our friend Billy Corgan of the Smashing Pumpkins. This weekend in Green Bay, okay, you've got the one and two Pittsburgh Steelers after winning in Western New York, somehow beating a Bills team that has just boat raced. Their next two opponents in the Dolphins and the Washington football team. The Steelers won that game and then have laid back-to-back eggs. Now they've been hurt. They've been banged up. But offensively, it's been terrible. There's no other way to put it. Just terrible. It has not shown any advancement from last year's collapse after winning their first 11 and being the last remaining undefeated team. And everybody sees it. Everybody sees it in Pittsburgh. They see it. I've, I kind of feel bad I called Ben Washed on the air because I don't, that's not, that, that's not, I don't traffic in that sort of language. Yeah, that's my department, Rich. It's okay. No, I, I, but, but I, 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 it's what he looked to me. He doesn't look and good. I, 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 good. No, but it just, I, I, the, the, the check down on fourth and 10 and, you know, yeah. it's just weird. Fourth and ten, down two scores. Got to score. Gotta I mean, the running back I mean, shouldn't have nineteen targets. I, it's just, it's just, it's looking terrible. Yeah. And you told me, Chris, that Aaron Rodgers talking about the yeah. Steelers this week. What happened when Aaron Rodgers it, talked about the Steelers? This uh, he week? talked about the Steelers and how much he respect them. It led the local news in in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, because you know. He's going to be the future Steelers quarterback. Well, everybody's <laughs> thinking again that Aaron Rodgers, because Brady's shown you what you can do with a new life and a new home and a new football life and a new football home. He's shown you what you could do with all of that stuff. And oh, yeah. suddenly you want your loved one to listen to you and have more of your say and you're getting it. And everybody's saying Rodgers is going to want that. Mm-hmm. And that the Packers will be like Belichick. This is not the way we do it here. And it's everybody's figuring he's gone. He gone. And he's going to have to go to the AFC because they're going to have to send him somewhere in the AFC. Broncos fans are like, keep your hands off my future quarterback, even though they're 3-0 and with <laughs> right. Teddy Bridgewater. Right. Keep your hands off of Aaron Rodgers. He's ours. We all know that. That was the rumor on draft day when it first came out. And Steelers fans are like, well, we're one Aaron Rodgers shy of being back in business because there's no way out right here. This is like, you know, Costner and no way out here. The mole is suddenly, suddenly, you know, he, he suddenly got diminishing returns out of nowhere, all over the place. And 
And the only way out, because Mason Rudolph ain't the answer, and maybe Dwayne Haskins could be. I registered. One way to go ahead is let's get Aaron Rodgers. Two things. One, Kevin Colbert, the front office general manager in Pittsburgh, does things his way. The Steelers do it their way, which is don't fire the coach. Let the GM handle everything. That's it. Do you think he's going to be turning into Jason Light and let's get Aaron Rodgers here and like, Aaron, what do you want? Notebook's open. What do you think we need? He doesn't strike me as one of those guys to do that. That doesn't strike me as a possibility of Aaron Rodgers going to Pittsburgh. Really? You think 0.0? I don't know about it. I would never say 0.0, but it just... Jason Light had to have some sort of... Well, I'm going to check my ego at the door, but guess what also we're going to do? We're going to still build this roster out, and we'll fill in as we see fit. But Tom, what do you think? I don't know. That doesn't strike me as the Steelers organization but to the me. The Steelers have no plan at quarterback for the future. Or they'll draft one. And just I start don't know. a rookie. Start yeah. again. Right. Yeah. Because what they do is they don't fire their coach and they have a plan. And they don't trade draft picks. I get it. But So it just strikes me as yeah. that. I don't know. Like Denver's done it with Peyton Manning before. That's why it makes sense. John always cool with it. Right. I just don't know. That just doesn't strike me as the Steelers. Like, let's get somebody else here and let's open the door. But here's another thing, too. But it's Aaron Rodgers. If you're Aaron Rodgers, would you want, would you rather, this is old school, would you rather, oh, no. would you rather, old question. even though it might not be his choice, but just if he had his druthers, would you rather stay put in Green Bay and finish your career one spot entire time, and you have now, I mean, you've, you've, you haven't lapped uh, Bart Starr and Brett Favre, but you have... You have basically set the right now. They're top, he just surpassed Favre and Star mm-hmm. for the longest tenured Packer. He would just put a lot of room between it, and then he'll retire 43, 44, 45, maybe with more trophies. Go through the potential uh, Tom Brady, age thirty eight and above, plan. Or would you rather just say, you know what? I'll I'll push what Brady did at age forty three. I'll push it up to thirty eight, thirty nine. Let me go somewhere else. And go to Pittsburgh and be able to have terrible towels waved at me and cheese heads put on people's heads. What would you rather do? I know what I would rather do. And go to Pittsburgh. Nope. No, stay. I'd stay. Peace of mind. I'd stay. Peace of mind and happiness. I'd be the greatest Packer of all time. And, and he already is. Oh, that, that's, that's, a, that's a stretch. Oh. That's a stretch. There's a guy named Bart Starr. Who and our guest tomorrow. Probably exactly. owns tomorrow. that. Bart Starr, Bart, I think, what? owns that title. Bart Starr is like, he's got the resume of like Neil Armstrong. I'm first man on the moon. Hey, I'm, I was, I was the MVP of uh, Super Bowls one and two. Yeah, not, not just one. You know, not just one. The one and one. two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I was the first repeat champion. I was the first repeat MVP of the Super Bowl. I'm the first quarterback to ever win a Super Bowl, and then I won the next one. What the hell's going on out here? Thank you, Coach Lombardi. Yes. But Aaron Rodgers is definitely on the Packers' Mount Rushmore. I think, think, without question, we can have an argument. It's an argument, and we're having it. I'm just saying, stay put. Stay put. But if he's not happy, why stay put? We just look at Tom. I'm just saying. You Tom wasn't happy. He left. What, He's what happy if he now. Could be, what if he could be happy? You could be happy in Pittsburgh and winning for another organization. I mean, that happy or, ship had sailed. I don't know. I don't know. Didn't think he'd be back here this time, did he? 
No, I think we all. And he's romantic about football in a Green Bay Packer uniform. And they're tweeting it out, and he's retweeting it, and it's all hunky-dory. And what if they win? They're not letting him walk, bro. The grass is not. They're already going to let him walk. If they win, they will not let him walk. And I don't know if he'd want to. Devontae Adams? Would you rather stick with Devontae Adams, who's under contract there, and keep going, and then tell Jordan Love, and Jordan Love's out, then suddenly you got to keep going with Rodgers. You have no other choice. Keep going. You see what Brady's doing at age 42, 43? It doesn't look like Rodgers is letting himself go. No. Con- quite the contrary. Birchfield says it's Lombardi. Oh, That's what I said. You didn't hear me cough? We're oh. talking quarterbacks here, oh, okay. Birch. <laughs> I was with By Birch. Birch. Say hello to everybody Birch. else there at the <laughs> yeah. NFL Network. I uh, coughed Lombardi. Birch says Lombardi. Yeah, Roost. Birch. Thanks, I don't know. I, I like the scenario I brought up yesterday, and Chris and I talked about. Like, if he is going to leave to go to the Steelers, Steelers, another one of the greatest franchises, and win. Because I'm telling you, for being from Pittsburgh, when you win in Pittsburgh, well, yeah. I realize so that winning in New York is amazing. But if you're a winner in know. Pittsburgh, Terry. you are put I'm on a pedestal. But then you're. But here's one thing that Brady will never have, ever. One team. One team. Uh, I don't think that matters as much anymore. Uh, one yeah. team. Oh, Is that an old school notion? Well, I mean, how many of school? us have had one job? You know, like I, yeah, I know, I know. I, I, yeah. I, I didn't stick, but stay put. Didn't stay put. I, I didn't stay I put. And who am I talking to? You've got ten teams. Yeah. So <laughs> exactly. I don't know. Just food for thought. Grass isn't always greener. Let's take a break. Uh, Billy Corgan of the Smashing Pumpkins will join us just to talk some sports. Talk some sports. Little wrestling. Little music and more. Can't wait to chat with him. Had such a great time last time. But let's take a break. We're a little late. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL Draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. 
This is the Rich Eisen Show. Okay, so uh, we're back uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Our radio audience will be joining us in a little over two minutes' time. That's when we'll turn to Billy Corgan. Um, and it's my bad. I was late. Um, we just were chatting about what Rodgers Rogers. should do. Stay put and be one team guy or go to Pittsburgh and win. I'm just assuming and that the Packers will change their ways and let him be just like the Bucks are doing with Brady. I don't know. Just threw that out there. Food for thought. That's what these shows exist for. What yeah. the hell else are we going to talk about? <laughs> like, uh, oh, maybe Giannis trying to be incognito <laughs> despite being 19 feet tall. <laughs> He's so tall. He went shopping late last night. He said it's the most relaxing thing ever, LOL, <laughs> going shop, grocery shopping late at night. Do we have a photograph of that? I think we do. I haven't seen this yet. Oh, Okay. Nobody recognizes me. He's in a mask and a hood. I don't. Who is that? I mean, how can people not recognize him? Seven foot tall dude in Milwaukee. Yeah, I just. You're like, come on. Not many seven foot tall brothers walking around Milwaukee. Or anywhere. (laughs) Especially Milwaukee. Anywhere. And then. Are you saying Mick Jagger was was not recognized? And then I saw this. Yeah, Mick Jagger posted a tweet that he was just at some bar in North Carolina. Having a little brewski. Come on. So at the Thirsty Beaver Saloon, nobody (laughs) noticed him? Nope. Was he wearing a mask? I mean, no. No, he's wearing a hat. Get the hat. And just drinking a beer. Get out of here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Nobody noticed that that's Mick Jagger. First of all, Mick Jagger tweets. Who knew? Matt exactly. Jagger, blue check mark. That's him. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. I would be following. Them. I mean, outside, so that these people outside. Like, there's some. What if you're part of the th- What guy. if you're part of the Thirsty Beaver? And, <laughs> and you knew. What are you laughing about? I don't know why <laughs> just, you're laughing about. Just the name it. of that bar. Well, you know that that's the, <laughs> the, the good fantasy name. That was from uh, Three's Company. It was the uh, no. That's the Regal no, Beagle. It's the Regal. <laughs> oh, <sorry. I> was <laughs> Beaver Beagle. What about the? Hell, it's just not even. It's just two words in the English language. That's the only com- Regal Beaver. That's the on, oh, Thirsty Beaver and Regal Beagle. It just other. Than, it doesn't even rhyme. Thirsty Beaver. It's, it's just. B-A. I, I guess one's a dog. One's a beaver. Yeah. They're both li- words in the English language. They're just two words put together. Oh my gosh! Hey, here's here's a tweet. Does that make him? Does that make him the Jack Tripper of the Thirsty Beaver? <laughs> That makes him Larry. Well, yeah. <laughs> if you're the if you're part of this establishment and you had no idea Mick Jagger got a beer in your like, place like was drinking outside place, and then you burn yeah. your place down. That's it. Close. Right. So I'm reading the tweet <laughs> and it says burn, burn your place down. down. You don't deserve to own a bar if you don't recognize Mick Jagger. So I'm looking at a tweet and if you see the picture, there's people right to the right mm-hmm. and this guy says, I guess he's the co-owner of the thirsty co-owner of the thirsty beaver, Brian Wilson, tells me Mick Jagger went unnoticed. The people to the right had floor. St- seats to the concert and didn't even realize that was him. (laughs) Back here on our radio show, everybody. He is the uh, singer, songwriter, and uh, much of the heartbeat of the Smashing Pumpkins and also the National Wrestling Alliance. Back here on the Rich Rich Eisen Show, just to chop it up, is Billy Corgan. How are you, Billy? I'm fine. I I know that you guys were talking about Mick Jagger not being recognized at a bar I think before you came back on the air, is yes. that correct? Yes, we were. Yeah, we, we showed a shot of him at a, an establishment in Charlotte, North Carolina, called the Thirsty Beaver Saloon. And did TJ, did you say the owner of this place is called Brian Wilson? That's no, no, his name? So, yeah, that, let me get that tweet up. Okay, again, yes. Bri- another so. interesting name from music history, uh, Billy. Yeah. He's saying that also the members of the establishment that did not notice it was him, Mick Jagger, 
had floor seats to the performance that he had just finished up there locally. And standing oh, right next to him. Unbelievable. Well, certainly not as recognizable as Mr. Jagger, but it has happened to me where I've been in establishments and people start talking to me about my band, not realizing I'm in the band. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Billy, give me, some, give me a good one. What's your best one on that one? Give me that one. What do you got? You know, they you know they they start talking about how weird I am and how strange I am, and I'm you know you just play along like oh, okay, tell me more. Um, <laughs> I've also had people recognize me, and then I'll, I'll be kind of like okay, yeah, it's me, and the, and then they go, no, it's not. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, really, it is me. And then they're like, no, no, now that I look at you and hear you, know it's actually not you. So did you pull out ident- identification or, or? I have I have pulled out an ID before um, at that point because because the girl was cute, but. Um, <laughs> I've actually, if it gets to be like a thing where they really don't believe me, and it's even happened in front of my children, I've actually sung to people to convince them that it actually is me, and then kind of do the mic drop, like, okay, we're, and then they want a picture, I'm like, no, no, we're good, you know, like, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So when they're talking, you know, crap about you and your band, do you then reveal, by the way, I'm Billy Corgan? Do you do No, that? no, in those cases, I never did, because I was just so sort of a... You know, it's like, like literally, I've had the same thing where people are like, oh, I'm going to the show tonight, and you know, you know, we're big fans. I'm like, oh, cool, yeah, you know, you know, how long you have been listening? What are your favorite songs? The whole thing, and they, it's at no point does it register that they're talking to me. By the way, I just love that again. That Mick Jagger's like, all right, I just did a gig in Charlotte, North Carolina. Let's go, let's go grab a beer. I mean, it's, it, I think that's amazing. I love I, that. I've been around. I've been around Mick a few times. He's very, very easy to talk to. He's very, very personable. Super charming. Um, yeah, I mean that that makes total sense to me. He's that type of guy. I interviewed him uh, at Super Bowl Forty because the Rolling Stones did the halftime of Super Bowl Forty, and you know, I, I, I when I'm doing something like that, I'm I have no idea what I'm asked, Mick Jagger. I mean, other than just the. <laughs> And well, just other than the, the standard, like, you know, hey, you've done this, you've done that, you know, what, what are your thoughts on playing a Super Bowl or whatever? And so I sat down with him and started going in that direction, and then he started shocking me with his breakdown of the Steelers versus the Seahawks. Yeah. And he knew something. Like, he was just like, so this team with the Steelers, you know, uh, I won't do the, the, the accent, but he's like, it's a young young guy who's, you know, just getting in the league and nobody really expected him to be so good right now and they're hoping he can win it, meaning Roethlisberger, and then talking about the Seahawks with the old coach from the Packers. I mean, like, I was like, holy crap. Like, he, he was talking NFL football with me. It was really cool. It was amazing, you know? So it's just pretty pretty cool back in the day where he, he actually knew some football. I, I was surprised by all that. Um, so uh, let's. Uh, what do you think of this Sunday night football game uh, with with uh, Brady returning? What are your two cents on that, Billy? What do you think of that? I, I I mean, color me into the into the wrong camp, but I am just so sick of the Tom Brady is the greatest of all time forever and ever story. Um, now, is he the greatest? He probably is. So there's no grudge there, and um, it's not that. I just you know this. Once the sports media kind of picks up on one of these stories, they just grind it into the ground. You know what I mean? Like, as a narrative, like, I just can't take it anymore. So it's, it's turned me off the Tom Brady brand, but not because Tom Brady turned me off the Tom Brady brand. The sports media turned me off the Tom Brady Because <laughs> it gets to the point where it's like, did you see him walk on water? You know, did you see, did you see Gronk hallucinate? You know, it's like, at some point, I just can't deal with it. <laughs> it, 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 takes, it takes the fun out of the game. You know what I mean? Um, we have these arguments in rock, like, who's the greatest? It's like, well, they're all the greatest. I mean... You know, I mean, I saw Dan Marino play. I saw, 
I saw uh, Brett Favre throw a, on, a, on a dead run to the sideline, throw a 65-yard pass, in, a, a touchdown, into, into the end zone at, at Soldier Field off of one foot. You know what I mean? It's like, so you're going to have a hard time convincing me that, that Tom Brady's greater, greater than, you know, um, uh, Brett Favre. So it's at some point it just becomes like this thing, like it's like a clickbait thing, like, oh, my God, he's going back, and oh, my God, and, you know, and then the, the Patriots book coming out. And all, it's just, I just can't deal with it anymore. Well, speaking so, as somebody... Count me out of that crowd. Well, Billy, uh, speaking as uh, somebody who is literally beating this thing into the ground and plan to do so tomorrow as well. God bless. I, You're doing well. I will, push, I will push back a little bit here that the story isn't just, you know, is he the greatest of all time? And it, it is the, the, the concept of wanting to have a say in doing it your way after doing it a certain way for a long time and sure. thinking you should be able to still do it regardless of your age, that that's just a number, and then finding another way to do it and then returning to the old ways place with the championship trophy in your hand. I, we've never seen anything like that. That's the thing that fascinates me on No, I get it, but it's, it's, it's all fed by this, the cult of Tom Brady thing. You know what I mean? You know, look, I, I, I've seen Tom Brady interviewed 50 times after amazing, you know, winning games. And what does he always talk about? He always talks about his team. You know what I mean? So I, I get it. I get the cult, the cult of personality, and I get the thing. And, and, and trust me, no one wants to, you know, ever sit through a Bill Belichick uh, post-game interview ever again, you know, less than, less than I, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm sort of over the whole thing, mm-hmm. you know, so, so I, 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 I don't want to just come off grumpy. It's just, I just, I just have, find it harder to lean into these stories. So I agree with your point, but I think it's like when you've been drilled in the head for, you know, how many years now, it's like the GOT, GOAT conversation. It's just like at some point I just, I, I've tuned out to all that stuff because I just think they've overplayed their hand. I, and again, I'm putting this on the media. So is this the wrong time to ask you who's the greatest in rock of all time? Is that the, <laughs> this is the bad time to ask that? Uh, no, I mean, you know, I, I think in terms of influence and, and uh, you know, depth of, of, of accomplishment, I'd probably start with Bob Dylan. Okay. All right. Um, who else is on your Mount Rushmore? Because that's what we do in, in, uh, in the sports world. You can only sure. give me three more. Um, well, you know, certainly Lennon and McCartney. Um, Okay. Uh, Elton John certainly, you know, deserves a nod up there. Um, but I don't know. It's that's see, that's what I'm saying. It's like again, it's the com- quarterback conversation. It's like I could literally rattle off 50 names. Of course you could. And well, and you could you do know. that for the NFL as well at the quarterback position. But Brady is the winningest one of all time, and the numbers that he's putting up seems to be, you know, just skewing our concept yeah, of the, what is sorry the greatest. To interrupt you, but the, no, the, the NFL also changed the room, the rules to accommodate Tom Brady. I think it was Dan Marino was talking recently about how he wished he'd played in this in this league's, you know, era of rules. I mean, let's face it, the league changed the rules because of Tom Brady. So Tom if Tom Brady played in nineteen eighty four with, you know, those Oakland Raiders, there may not be a Tom Brady playing at forty something. So which rules what what are you referring to that, Billy Corbin? When the when it was the whole thing with the you know and again, I'm not against the, the idea of the rule, mm-hmm. but it was like the whole idea of like you know hitting below the knee and the way they started overly protecting the quarterback. Billy Corbin. Once the NFL realized, this is my opinion. Once the mm-hmm. NFL realized that they needed those guys for ratings, yes, right, and to sell jerseys, well, then they started protecting those guys. So Tom Brady was one of those people that benefited from those rule changes. I grew up in the era where it's like the quarterback was was 
was just as likely to get hit as anybody else on the field. Billy Corgan of the Smashing Pumpkins here chopping it up on, on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, what's going on with your uh, with your wrestling um, part of your business, the National Wrestling Alliance event that's coming up? What's it's growing. On? Uh, we have a live event in Kentucky on October 24th, and then we have a live pay-per-view on Fight, um, uh, which uh, will be on December 4th. So if anybody wants to check us out, we're on Fight, and we also uh, run shows weekly on a subscription model. So. WNA, NWATix.com. Um, and so uh, you're a huge uh, Cubs fan. What do you make of the Cardinals run right now? I mean, they just had their winning streak snapped last night at 17 or 18. I lost track. 17. 17. 17. What do you make of that run, Billy? Well, I always I – because, you know, we, obviously being in Chicago, you know, that's our biggest rival. And yes, indeed. What I always say, because I meet a lot of Cardinals fans, is it's just a great organization. So I always, I always just go back to the fact that it's just a great organization. They've just produced winning baseball decade after decade after decade. So it, nothing surprises me with that team. Um, I just I think they go about it the right way. And it, as much as it you know uh, irks me to have to, to give them credit, I mean it's it's. <laughs> I mean I go back to Tommy Herr and you know those teams. I mean yes. You know it's, I mean just I saw I've 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 seen the Cardinals in person probably eighty times right, and it's just a great organization. They just produce quality baseball teams. Yeah, I know. And I, I know uh, Dodgers fans were kind of rooting to not see them because <laughs> they feel that too. And, you know, they're going to get in a one-gamer. Like, that's coming. That's coming uh, Monday, as a matter of fact, in Chavez Ravine, I believe, uh, barring any collapse by the Giants over the weekend. It's going to be Dodgers cards. That is a fact. In Chavez Ravine, and Wainwright's going to come to town, and I imagine they're going to put, you know, I don't know. Scherzer got bat smoked, you know, hit around for a second straight start last night. I don't know what they're going to do, but that's coming on Monday, and there's a lot of Dodger fans a little nervous to see the the Cardinal Red coming to town. Oh, I would no. be too. It was, again, winning, 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 winning baseball organization. I mean, they just they do they do nothing but win. I know. Hey, Billy, thanks for calling in again. Uh, let's do this. Uh, I, I enjoyed the last one. I enjoyed this one. I'm always up for your your opinions, even if you think that I'm. Some sort of a hack, doing a hackneyed job, <laughs> talking about a hackneyed story. I, I don't mind at Rich, all. Rich, Rich really. Eisen, I love you. <laughs> right back you, at next you. Next time it'll be me, you, and Tom Brady, okay? Let's do it. All good. It'll be the greatest of all time. That's what it'll be. It'll go conversation. Take care of yourself, Billy. Thank you very Thank much. You. That's Billy Corgan here on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line right here on the Rich Eisen Show from the Smashing Pumpkins. Bob Dylan. That's, There's no argument right that's there. That's not an argument with a lot of people. Hey, what do you think of the story we're all talking about? I think the story sucks. And it's because <laughs> of people like you who keep talking about it. Well, Billy, we had the author of the book that you uh, don't want to hear about for 40 minutes in hour number one. Thanks for calling. <laughs> I hear it too, bro. I'm sure Billy, a lot of people I reached out to a, uh, I reached out to a hardcore New Englander who we've had on the I don't want to. I was not told that I could read the text, so oh. I won't say who it is. Okay, you, and don't crowdsource it. Don't guess it. Okay, you got it. You got it. But I, I, because I'm trying to find people whose, in, you know, opinions I like or, or like hearing from them. Uh, I, I'm like, you know, hey, are you free to call in? Because I want to hear your opinion on Brady going back to New England. And the answer, you know, this person's traveling, so they couldn't do it. My perspective is that the NFL and ESPN will make it much bigger of a soap opera than it needs to be. Billy's um, part of a large group of people, just like enough. But when Sunday night rolls around, eight o'clock Eastern, will be watching. I Not think enough. so.
right? Exactly. And and like, what number is this going to do, Mike? Like 35, 40 million? Oh, de- this is going to blow away the ratings. I mean, it's going to blow them out of the water. He won't give you a number because he doesn't know the number. Yeah. No, I don't. I mean, it's going to do. Well, Mike, we is- always talk ratings. That's why I turn to you. Mike's going to. It's going to be a four. I think it's going to be like a thirty. Easy. If I mean, what does it normally get? Thirty. No, no. Sunday night Four. football gets between twenty and twenty-five normally. Oh, for the full. Okay, I'm thinking of on, on streaming and everything. Mm-hmm. It's going to be thirty. Easy. Mike's including streaming. Yeah, I have to include streaming. Yeah, we Mike, stream. Big stream. Guy. He can't do stream. everything. He can't do no. everything right around here. So Sunday night, um, put it up there. Go for it. Roll it. Uh, Sunday night football. Tom Brady returns to New England to face off against his former team, led by, and of course. Mac Jones and Bill Belichick. Buccaneers, Patriots, Sunday, 7 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. The number, according to Mike Del Tufo, is going to be great, especially when you include streaming on Peacock. Del Tufo is going to be there with Jack Collinsworth streaming and all sorts of stuff. Are you going to the game? No, no. Not. Mike hasn't even gone to Vegas. But you're going Monday night, you said. Go Monday night. Oh, you're I'm going to the Chargers, I'm, I'm right? Chargers, yeah. Raiders. I'm a big SoFi fan. Monday night. So I love that. I mean, I'm not. So fun. I can't, I can't talk about can't SoFi. It is exactly. so amazing. Can't go I cannot yeah, I'm not gonna tell lie. people around the country. I would live there if I could. Enough. I cannot tell people. And, and it's so special when it's we're a, at I mean, the new NFL now. It's, it's just awesome. a total different feeling going to work now. Yeah. That field when you, they shoot you guys with the stadium. And, they, and they're going to and they're gonna build shops and stuff around there, too. Oh, yeah. They're working on it's re- retail. The Clippers are moving in, right? Clippers are going to be on the, cor- on the corner on the where corner. where Church's is. Church's Chicken is yeah. right now. Wait till that's. That's going to be nuts. Inglewood, always up to no good. You better say it. I might go to Church's for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> before they tear it down? Yeah, well, they're going to put Church's into the new stadium. Yeah, I think that was part of, that the, was deal. Part of the deal. Church's is going to come up now. You're going to find Church's Chicken when you go to a Clippers yeah, game. it's going to be right so, in the building. It's like one of those people that refused to sell their lease and build it around us, like those yeah, books that yeah. you see, these children's books. Except it worked out for them. Wow. Worked out. So, well, we all know that if you want Church's Chicken... TJ, you're just going to get it somewhere else because you're not going to the game. Oh, in the game, no. But I'll drive by the stadium. You know, I'll do that. Sure. Uh, so with the ratings, not it, was, going. it was a 20 million Chiefs Ravens. So it's, I say 30. It's another 10 million. Easy watching that game Sunday. I'm not, I'm not far off. You guys think I'm a... Mike no. Del Tufo, television expert. Exactly. When, no, all right. We come back. Your phone calls. To, no. Our guest list tomorrow is fun, man. It'll be fun. I'll let you know who's joining us. That's on... Friday show will wrap up this Thursday show, take you to Thursday Night Football as well. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
Is it true you played football? With I Jim played Schwartz? football with Jim Schwartz. And at um, Georgetown University. At Georgetown University. I was a lineman. He was a defensive back. I mean, he's not that big of a guy. By the way, we're see, look at you with that yes. neck roll look we're that. showing up. Like, look at that old that neck was roll back, right there. I was Greg Olson for college. Yes, you were. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Look, look, look at, at the before and after. Because that was like when I was sitting there <laughs> thinking of like, uh, like walking out on the Aspies. Because there's just no one knows who I am. That's not true. So Jim I was Gaffigan. like, I was walking out there and I was like, like I was either going to do like the thing about the curling guys or I was going to be like, this is what Greg Olson will look like <laughs> after. <laughs> this is your future, Greg Olson. You're staring into the future. Look at that toilet, uh, the the padding thing. Yeah, I know. That was the thing. So you played with Jim Schwartz? I played with Jim Schwartz. And by the way, the Jim Schwartz and I mm-hmm. were both, people thought we had pie in the sky ideas. What do you mean? Like he wanted to be a coach. Mm-hmm. And I wanted, like, I don't think, uh, you know, like, like in college, if he said, I would like to be a professional football coach, people would laugh at him. And if I said I wanted to be a comedian, people mm-hmm. would have laughed at me. It's just, it's unrealistic. So there is some, there's a bonding there. And I, I've run into him a couple of times. I think we actually kind of vacation near each other too, but I have no life. And then also, <laughs> by the way, no life. It's like these NFL coaches. Oh yeah, I know. I mean, it's insane. It is insane. It's insane. They're right now they're about to become off vacation and then for 10 months, for 10 months. <laughs> yes. Yes, sir. That is fact. That's that is fact. That and is- they love it. And they live, they, they sleep, breathe, study. Well, comedians lives are, are, aren't uh, frequently very uh, glamorous because you're constantly working your ass off too. Yeah. But you know, some of it is, uh, I have to concentrate on peaking at nine o'clock at night so like one of my assignments for the day is to nap you know that's a little different from like developing a defensive scheme against the latest mm-hmm. surprise offense do you know what i mean yeah I or, or figuring it out at halftime because it didn't work the first half well they also have to peak at nine o'clock at night too i guess yes. on monday night football Love Jim Gaffigan. We had him on um, years even before that video. And was that the day that Von Miller was also here? Same day uh, Von Miller was also here. That was great. Yeah. That's a great photograph. He put on his giant bling. bling. Speaking of Von Miller, Rich, Mm -hmm. defensive player Player of the month. I know of AFC. Good for him. Hey, he's got a comeback player of the year written all over him, too. Sure does. Oh, Dak's got some run. Except. All right. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Yeah, um, you just mentioned Von Miller is Defensive Player of the Month for the AFC, right? Um, and who, we saw also uh, Jamal Agnew for the AFC is the AFC uh, Special Teams Player of the Month. He's the one who just returned 109-yard score for Jacksonville. Well, I mean, yeah. Derek Carr is your <laughs> Offensive Player of the Month for the AFC. You know, Derek Carr is playing awesome. NFC uh, Offensive Player of the Month. Cooper Cup. Yeah. Trevon Diggs yeah. is the NFC Defensive Player of the Month. And he Love to see he has earned every syllable yeah. I just said. He's been terrific. Mitch Wisnowski, the punter of the 49ers, is the special teams player of the yeah. month in the NFC. <laughs> and the rookie of the month defensively is Asante Samuel Jr. And you will see the AFC Offensive Rookie of the Month tonight on NFL Network. Jamar Chase. 
Isn't that amazing? Three for three touchdowns. Oh, August. It's like he can't catch September. It's like he catches everything. <laughs> that is amazing. Unreal. Congrats to those gents right there. Uh, let's take phone calls. Uh, Bernardo in Santa Clarita, California, has been holding on for a while. What's up, Bernardo? How are you? Go Blue, Rich. Go Blue. Hey there, buddy. Uh, right, go uh, before we begin, I just wanted, on the last day of uh, Latina Hispanic Heritage Month, I wanted to draw your guys' attention to an important partnership here in L.A. It's called Estes. Are you guys familiar with it? Uh, no, I am not. It's uh, actually called Estes Huevos Way. You just got these nuts in Spanish. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. Right. Uh, my question, Rich, um, is uh, you know, we moved on from existential jet malaise to Kafka S jet nihilism. And uh, I just want to know since we're going to be in the top five in the draft, who do you want? An offensive oh, tackle? Oh, stop Aiden, it. Boy Aiden from Michigan. Hey, you know what? I was thinking this, uh, Bernardo. <laughs> wow. uh, I was thinking about this the other day, as a matter of fact. Is what if Jacksonville, the current 0 3 teams right now, with the Giants and Jacksonville and the Lions and, um, and the Jets? Let's just throw the Lions out of it just for, for fun here. Giants, Jaguars, Jets. What would what would the what would you do if one of those teams had the first overall pick? It would just be a sell-off for Spencer Rattler, right, or something like that, right? Unless there's some well, defensive player. Kid from Oregon too, but since when's a defensive end going to go first anymore? I don't know. We just saw Miles Garrett personally wreck the debut of Justin Fields, so you never know. But thank you, Bernardo. That was really enjoyable. Wait till I tell my children that I got these nuts in uh, in Spanish. That was very enjoyable. By the way, nothing. At all, quite like your beautiful, lovely, sweet eight-year-old daughter looking at you and saying, Dad, knock, knock. I'm like, who's there? And she then says to me, Bofa. I mean, (laughs) no. Is that that true? No. Last night. And a party erupted because her brothers, I don't think, have ever been more proud of her. Well, they put her up to it, obviously. Maybe. Did she finish it? Of course. <laughs> hey, you didn't think to record this? I mean, Let me record it. No, I mean, that's instantaneous. I don't you need can't. to live my life through my phone because oh. I do it 95 other, 95 other percent of the day. It's so sad that, it's so sad that uh, my... <laughs> when I get my screen time and it says it's been down for the week, that's the proudest I am all oh, week. I'm so happy on Sunday when it says I'm down. Hey, TJ. Yeah, buddy. Sam Amick of The uh, Athletic has report that Simmons, Ben Simmons believes his playing t- uh, days with Embiid are over because Embiid's style isn't consus- conducive to the way he needs to play. Joel Embiid has responded. Uh-oh. Okay. I will quote. Here it is from Enjoy. Derek Bodner, who covers the uh, uh, Philadelphia scene for The Athletic. Quote, I feel like our teams have always been built around his needs. So it was kind of surprising to see. I mean, the reason we signed Al, as in Horford, is Simmons. We got rid of Jimmy, as in Butler, because he needed the ball in his hands. Onward. Mm. It's a thread. Don't get me started about that. Onward. We've always had shooters, and I feel like I can really play with anybody, and I can make anybody be better on the court. Have they always had shooters? We are a better team with him. Bias and JJ. 
We are a better team with him. There's no question about it. We still hope he changes his mind. The situation is weird, disappointing, borderline, kind of disrespectful to all the guys that are out here fighting for their lives. Some guys rely on the team to be successful, to stay in the league and make money somehow. End quote. Man, I'm Team Embiid here. (laughs) Look, man, I I said it back in the day. Losing Jimmy Butler was bad for business, man. And the report was that it came down between... Like, like I, I'm no Sam Amick, so I don't know this, but I think I recall it was either Simmons or Butler, which well, I was wrong. Like I said, there there were two ways that Simmons is, can handle this, and I was counseling the way of show up and show out because that's the way the Sixers are going to be able to trade you because yeah. right now they're going to get cents on the dollar – because no other team is going to come to the rescue of the Sixers with a guy who the fan base has totally turned on with four years left on his contract who is resolute and not returning. Not just because of the fans, but because he feels he's been disrespected by the head coach who isn't going anywhere. And he needs to show up to try and reverse all that just in case one general manager in the league is like, oh, okay, so... We're not coming to the rescue, and you can ask for more than just cents on the dollar, whether that may happen or not. That's the way to do it in terms of you want out? You're not James Harden where anybody's going to come running for you because you're James Harden. You're a very talented player with a huge upside and four years left on a contract who has troubleshooting and a reputation of not doing all you can to rectify that situation in the gymnasium. That's one way to handle it. The other way to handle it is how he's been handling it. Because I, 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 you know, the other report it came out um, two days ago is uh, from from uh, Sam Amick himself. He's pinned this tweet saying, "Of course, Ben Simmons heard all the talk about him on Sixers Media Day, optimism about his return, and even a comparison to Aaron Rodgers. And no, it didn't change a thing." Quoting one source, "Quote: It's total." BS. Yeah, because they're playing it the way they have to to get you out. Because they can't just give you away. And the fact that they're in this predicament is part of their own making. And part of it is the fact that you're saying stuff like this. I mean, now Embiid is saying stuff, but it's just now it sounds like they're, yeah, he's Joe's not going like, to be welcome back. Hey, I hope, we, hope he, we hope he changes his mind, but it's disrespectful to all of us here. And, you know, I'm I'm a guy who can get along with pretty much anybody, but not this right now. And to clarify a little, like Jimmy Butler claims that Brett Brown was the reason, but a lot of it was, of course, how Brett Brown was running the team in regard to Simmons. So it seems like a choice was made there. And um, Yep. Well, on tomorrow's edition of the Rich Eisen Show, um, Brett Favre will be on. How about anybody who can kind of tell us what it's like to go back to a place where you once belonged? What the hell is with Brett another Favre team? doing here? Jeff Darlington, who was sitting down with Tom Brady for his, uh, his, uh, his network this weekend. Alfonso Ribeiro of America's Funniest Home Videos and the man who plays Uncle June in the prequel of The Sopranos that's out tomorrow in The Many Saints of Newark. 
Also from Billions, the actor Corey Stoll. That's tomorrow's show. Join us then. 